This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio, episode number 68. Here are three simple questions you need to ask yourself guaranteed to either advance or block your career. Is small talk at work a waste of time? Do you ever wonder why some women seem to know all the right people in the company? Do you think networking can advance your career? Join us today for answers to these questions and more to learn how successful women use networking to advance their careers. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brom and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life, no matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur. Join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio. Have you ever walked into a gathering with a room full of strangers or even colleagues or been, been in a business or social event and felt uncomfortable? You're not alone. That's why Susan Ruan's first book, How to Work a Room, has sold over 1 million copies in 13 countries. Susan Ruan is an author who is an in-demand international keynote speaker. She has shared her message of connection and communication with audiences worldwide and in some of the top newspapers, magazines, and on radio and TV. Her clients include many Fortune 500 companies, academic institutions, and her favorite company, Hershey's Chocolate. Welcome, Susan. Yes, I know, really favorite, especially since they started to have dark chocolate. That's my favorite. (laughs) Thank you. You're you're welcome, and I I just had this image of you um, with little uh, chocolate bars with your name on it, passing them out at your uh, networking things. Um, That's a good idea. I'm going to borrow that. Okay. You know, I uh, we had a wonderful conversation of talking about how women can build their network to advance their careers, both inside and outside of companies. And I was so pleased when you said you'd be willing to come back on the show and talk some about that. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, You're welcome. You know, there seems to be some confusion about networking and working a room. Could you clarify what the difference is? You know, it's it's so interesting. People don't know that there is a difference. They use networking to describe everything. Oh, I was just networking, and I want to say, actually, no, you were just having a conversation. (laughs) Really, working a room is what we do when we're invited to any gathering. That could be a conference, a meeting, a retreat, a party, you know, a, a wedding. It's a gathering, and you do work the room. And by working room, I mean you circulate, you talk to people, you have conversations. If you're lucky, you share information and a laugh. Uh, you might introduce them to other people. It's the socializing we were all taught when we grew up. We do it now for business because so many business events have an element of the social. But networking itself is really the follow-up act. So you could be a great socializer, but if you don't have any follow-up, then you really don't have a network because you haven't been in touch with people. On the other hand, there are many people 
who are really good networkers. They do what they say they're going to do. They send you the article. They give you the lead. They check in with you to see what's going on and how they can help you. But they still find walking into a room full of people they don't know to be daunting. And I'd add that we need to understand that if you feel that way, you're normal. 90% of American adults, according to the social science research on shyness, find gatherings of people to be daunting experiences. So really, Sabrina, what we want is we want the ability to socialize comfortably at business events plus being a savvy networker and having that extraordinary follow-up. So um, what what kind of follow-up is good to do? Um, you know, how does one look for ways to connect that way? Can you give me some well, examples? Yeah. yeah, the follow-up is, the first level of follow-up is, this is the Susan Rowan rule, do what you say you were going to do when you said you were going to do it. And we all know people that will say, oh, I'll call you later, I'll get back to you within two days, and they drift off into the netherworld. The real smart, savvy networkers, when they, even if they have to write it down, so that they remember, which, by the way, I have to be one that writes things down or I don't remember, they write it down and they actually go back and say, oh, I'm supposed to do this, and they do it. This is one way we not only build a network, but we build our careers. If we're known for great follow-through and great follow-up where people can rely on us and our word, that holds our career in very good stead. That makes a lot of sense. How does... How does this affect this ability to um, follow up and keep connecting with people? How do you think it affects a woman's uh, career? Well, only if you'd like a network that will act as your safety net for your career of people who not only you know but know you. Because no one's here's my my comment. Nobody's job is etched in stone. So it is so crucial to have a network. And the other thing is to be part of other people's networks so people know that they can come to you for ideas, information, leads. Um, hey, you know so-and-so, could you introduce me to them? That's the concept of LinkedIn. But before there was LinkedIn, guess what? We actually did that anyway. Um, so this this question just comes off the top of my head. I had somebody tell me they were at a conference and there was a man in in the group they were talking to and when the person left they said who this person was and it was someone they really wanted to connect with or get to know How, what would they do at that point the person's left and it wasn't somebody that works in their general general area in the company and they're in another state so how do they go ahead and make that connection well, if the person has not left the room, you actually go find them and say, you know, I, I was delighted to talk to you. I didn't realize you or you were someone I really wanted to meet. If they have an opportunity to go back and find that person and face-to-face -face introduce themselves, I've heard so much about you, I'm um, a fan of your work, whatever, that's the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. If the person has already like Elvis, left the building, um, <laughs> what you do is you follow up with them. You, you figure out a way to get their email, 
and send them an email that says, um, I was in the group. I apologize that I didn't know who you were, but you are someone whose work I've admired, whose project I was pleased to work on, whatever. But follow up or you'll be kicking yourself to kingdom come afterwards. So many times, Sabrina, it isn't that, oh, great, I met so-and-so. It's like, I can't believe I said nothing. Right. So even if you're in the group and you don't say anything and they leave, sending an email later and and telling them what you would like to know or you'd like to connect with them again is a good idea. That's what you're saying? I am absolutely saying that because they've seen you face-to-face. And, you know, I, I now put on my emails a little photo so that if people met me, they might recognize me. Though, of course, the photo is Photoshopped, so they might go, oh, this photo looks much better than she did. But give people help because we are so inundated with so many different stimuli that if you have a – and you can add a photo into your email for that one person, you know, it's not – if I can do it, it's not that technically challenging. Help that person remember you by adding a little photo in, in your email signature. Beautiful. What do you see as the benefits of getting a, a strong intra-company network going? I, the benefit, let's say, I'm going to say it another way. If you don't have one, you're going to miss out on all the important informal information you're going to need. Having a strong intra-company network is not just smart and savvy. It makes all the sense in the world because that's where you find out what's going on in this department. We used to say when I started in the career consulting business is if there's a layoff and you didn't know about it ahead of time, you didn't have a network and you were out of the loop. Uh, Maybe because I'm from Chicago, I always use the term We've got to be in the loop, which is what we call downtown. Uh But you have to be in the loop. Um, How could someone tell you about an opening in another department if they don't know who you are? So, and you know, and I'm going to add to that, Sabrina, the can't just be an intranetwork at our level. Yes, we want to know people who are positioned above us, but I'm going to highly recommend that we also are nice to, conversant with, and open to people in positions that are moving either up the ladder or at the same, you know, staying the same. One of the most successful attorneys I met in one of my presentations in Pittsburgh told me, I mean, he talked to the custodians. He talked to the people in the copy room. He didn't know you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Consequently, this is a guy that was beloved, and everyone in the firm felt connected to him. You know, that's what we want. We want people to be a resource to us, and a, and we can be a resource to them. Having an intra-company network is not even up for discussion anymore. It's a must-have. So uh, can you give us some actions that we could take to help develop this? Sure. You. This is what I learned when I... Time Warner was my publisher. One of my editors told me that people would not get in an elevator with someone because they were afraid they didn't know what to say. So everyone talked to the receptionist to make sure they can go in the elevator by themselves. Great, know the receptionist. On the other hand, riding those elevators, walking past someone in the hallway, 
this sounds very old-fashioned, but smiling and acknowledging people is the very first step. People have told me they've worked in places and gone to places, but no one ever smiled or said hello. What a lousy environment to be in. So if you want to build that network, smile when you see people. Say hello. Bump into him, them at the cafe. Say hello. Uh, may I join you for coffee? Um, you go to a meeting. Talk to people before. Talk to people after. It starts small, but it starts with acknowledging people in the hallways and then not being afraid to show up at events. If your company sponsors an event, that's where you should be, whether it's the they sponsor a charity event or they have a, <laughs> I was gonna say, a bowling team. One of the guys I knew told me he made his way up the ladder at a very big company because he joined the bowling team and he was a good bowler. Excellent. Excellent. And it, the other thing I'm hearing you say is building relationships. I mean, the networking is about deepening and building relationships. Right. First of all, not only that, it really is all about relationships, all about it. I just was having dinner with a cousin of mine who's a senior VP at a company, and she told me she'll take 10 or 20 minutes to talk to anyone on networking. It's her idea of, you know, doing some, you know, support in the community. And she said, you know, you never know. She said, I've been out of jobs three or four times but I have a network. So she really believes she has to pay it back and pay it forward, which I thought was wonderful. But what she even said to me is, more than 20 minutes I'm not giving them, but if we're in a relationship, they're a friend of a friend or a friend or my cousin's cousin on the other side, that's a relationship. She said, I'll always give them more time. Beautiful. So some women complain that networking and office politics are swarmy uh, and to be avoided. What's your opinion on that? Well, office politics can sometimes be dicey and oftentimes it's smarmy, but if you are not aware of that and what's going on, you are out of the loop and out of the game. That doesn't mean you have to play dirty politics, but you really need to be aware of what people are doing Here's what I wrote when I wrote my article on office politics for the San Francisco Examiner years ago. You need to observe who's having lunch with whom, who's talking with each other, um, where do you see people congregating, is that a place you can also join them. You know, you have to have your ears to the, I guess, the, that glass that you can eavesdrop. I'm always thinking of the movie 9 to 5 when I say that. But here's another thing. If you don't have a multi, I guess multi-level network in your company, you're missing the information from the um, assistants. And it's not just the C-suite that's going to give you information. So much information is known by these what we call secretaries or assistants, et cetera, that having a good relationship at that level is really important because you get a lot of informal um, feedback and information that way. So it's not just, oh, I only want to know the important people. you got to be nice and know everyone. And it is. It's a multi-level, multifaceted intranetwork. 
you know, um, I've observed I've observed you networking, and you're a great role model. You you are so good at it. And the thing that stands out to me is how authentic you are, and real. That you really genuinely are interested in whoever you're talking to and want to connect with them. And to me, that's where some people get confused. They think of this as some kind of robotic exercise to get to know people, and um, that that doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. And it's interesting because I, in fact, and we have a mutual friend, and she, she has a friend who I went out on one of his radio shows, and I said, when men started talking about networking, and he was telling me, well, I had this man on my show talking about networking, and on a radio show I said, and they must be stopped immediately. Because when you start treating networking as a spreadsheet activity and it becomes stylized and you're talking Mm -hmm. from script, it doesn't ring true. And thank you for what you said about me, but I'll give everyone my hint. What I do is I just talk to people as if I already know them and they're one of my pals. And that you're interested in them. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's when someone tell I when someone tells me something um, that isn't about business. See, I really believe you make the relationships by not just talking about business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to know. Oh my gosh, your your son is playing lacrosse and made the national team. I want to know that because that's important to you. I may never have played lacrosse in my life, but if that's important to you, why wouldn't I take the two minutes to talk about that? So uh, that makes sense, and I have people that say to me, well, I'm really busy, and I just want to get down to the things that we need to get done at work, and that's wasting time. Can you? Yes, I hear that all the time, and it reminds me of... And I'll say this publicly: the the uh, my my former husband, who I would tell him something that happened when I was a teacher, and he'd say, "Come on, get to the point, get to the point." And I remember saying, "If I knew the point, I wouldn't have to tell you the story." <laughs> and I used to then say to him, "That's why I call my friend Sylvia. She listens to the whole story. She could hear where I need to be stopped and asked a question and maybe given some good feedback." I think it's important to get to the point. You know, there's so many different styles of listening and communicating. Some people want, like Dragnet, give me the facts, ma'am, just the facts. But, you know, that obscures other information that might need to come out that we connect with. I, I was talking on Skype to a friend in another country, a new friend, and he happened to say one thing, and I went, that is so interesting. I said, when did this happen? A whole side came out that he has never even told anyone, and I convinced him that that's a good thread for his next speech. You know what? Really, people do business with people, not companies. That that sounds like a possible title for your next book. Oh, I think if I ever have the energy to write one. But yes, that's but it is. People do business with people, so be a person. You know, when we're talking to people, we're always thinking, oh, my God, what do I say next? But, you know, when we're listening to them and they tell us what to talk about, 
we can gently segue a conversation, see if they're open to it. But people like to be listened to, but they also don't want to do all the talking. So we really need to come to every conversation prepared with what the latest news is, um, stories. People want to hear. They had grandparents. They had parents. They have pets. They have kids. They have mortgages. They went to a baseball game. So whatever you bring in that's uh, humanity, that's something that people connect with you as a human being rather as a title at a company. Beautiful. So uh, we're we're running out of time, and there's so much I want to ask you. But quickly, could you tell us if you're shy or introverted, um, how can you develop these intranetworks? Well, there's so much written. Well, shy people didn't get a lot written about them, but they've had. There's been research for years. Shy people really like people. Shy people want to be part of the group. People I know who were shy work through it but they always think of themselves as a little shy. You will never find a shy person looking over your shoulder to see who else is in the room more important when you're talking to them. So in terms of shy, that's one thing. Uh, Now because of the book Quiet, we have a lot of people, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, and it's really important for introverts to develop intra-company networks and their own networks. You know, there's so much written about it, I would honestly say that most of the people that bought my books really are shy or introverted, but take what works for you, try it, and then try some things that are a little uncomfortable. Be true to yourself, but I think the important thing to remember is people want people who are connected to them. If we're too standoffish, and by the way, if at a certain level people will assume you're a snob or standoffish and they won't give you any option of thinking that you might be shy or introverted. So sometimes we might have to go out of our own comfort zone. And I'm going to say one point about this. Whether you're shy, introverted, or not, the attitude to have is to think, what can I do to make other people comfortable with me? If you give that goal to yourself, you won't be as uncomfortable or introverted as shy because your focus will be other-focused other focused rather than inner-focused. Brilliant. Um, uh, moving to the next question, with the option of staying in touch via social media being so popular nowadays, is the ability to socialize and mingle in person on, and on the phone still important? It's even more important because, you know what, because so many people are on the phone and avoiding going to events. If you want to create visibility and brand and for your career, this is what you do. People need to know not only your title, but they need to know who you are, have a pleasant, interesting, connected experience with you. And great, we can do some of that online, and that's why I love Skype and FaceTime because it's face-to-face even though it's not in person. Mm -hmm. But whenever possible, show up because there's nothing that replaces the opportunity to see people. Why do you think the conference and convention build, uh, business is growing? I know people are saying, no, no, we're doing webinars. Guess what? They're building convention centers because people are still having meetings because they want to meet people face-to-face. Beautiful. You uh, did some wonderful work with my granddaughter, Ariana, to help her 
figure out how to network. She just graduated from college, and I know that you've helped other people who are graduating from college to figure out who to contact to get a job interview because it's so difficult nowadays to do that if you don't know someone. And also um, people that are new to an area or want to get a job in another company, how do you begin to network or develop uh, contacts when you're in a new area or you're a college graduate? Well, I love this because I'm going to give a plug is that Ariana was the sweetest nicest and i gave her a 12-part homework assignment (laughs) afterwards Uh, you know there's so many things you could do you can go online and look at meetup to see where the meetings and gatherings are in your own area it's a wonderful service meetup.com go to the chamber go to the rotary um, go to you know your local bookstore and see if they have book clubs that are open but there are so many things you can do to be uh, visible and show up. One of my neighbors moved here from New York and found out that there was a bocce court, and she signed up for bocce. How do you meet people? You find a sport you like or you have to learn whether do a sport. You're a hiker, go see where there's a hiking club. Look in your paper because your paper will have a list of events. Um, join something. Join, you know, the, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say a cooking club, but I know I'd never do that in a million years. But I joined the Let's Go Out to Restaurants Club. Find what you like. Look in the paper. Go to different groups. Ask people. Ask neighbors. Um, show up at, oh, I don't know, you know, your local community organizations, churches, you know, mm-hmm. synagogues. Uh, fundraisers, races, but if you stay inside, you're only going to meet people online. But if you show up face-to-face, go to the local coffee shop, and once in a while someone will put down their smartphone and you might have a conversation and meet people. Mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent, Sabrina, of uh, talk to people off the cuff. You're new. um, A lot of people go to job boards to look for jobs, and that's one way, but what they've discovered is the best way to get a new job is still through other people. It hasn't changed in thousands of years. It, having a network of people, go to your former place you lived. Go to your college alumni event. That's what Ariana and I did. We got her ready to go to an alum event, and because of what we did, she met someone who was in her area of expertise, and he said, "I'll be glad to help you. Just let me know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a great great tip. We're just go about. To alums. I excuse me, was it? I still go to both University of Illinois alum events and San Francisco State, where I got my master's. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so we're we're just about out of time. I what's one tip for a great conversation? Read, read, read. Read your paper. If you read the local paper, I don't care if you read it, in print, online, and as I used to say, on your watch if you're Dick Tracy, but now it's on your watch if you've got an Apple Watch. <laughs> I don't care where you read it, but when you read, you know, you, I get the week, which is a um, content-curated news. As long as you know what's going on in your community, your profession, your company, the world, 
I mean, right now, you know, there's basketball tournaments and baseball tournaments, and, you know, they announced the Tony nominations. There's so much to talk about. Just Beautiful. And you'll find it all. Um, so how can people get a hold of you? Uh, I know we're going to have a link to your book, and you you are a keynote speaker. How would they get a hold of you if they wanted you to come speak at their company or organization? Well, here's the best. You can go to www.susanroane.com. Go to my website. You can email me, susan at susanroane.com, and I'm going to do something totally old school. Here's my phone number, 415-461-3915. If you have someone that wants to hire me to speak, great. But if one of you has a burning question and we can spend two minutes and brainstorm a solution, call me. Boy, now that is an incredible offer. And I also want to mention to the audience that you have an infographic that we will have up on the website that is really, really brilliant on how to how to uh, network. So I think that's a great gift that you're giving all of us. And I really want to thank you for taking this time and sharing all these things with us. And I'm sure we'll want to have you back again in the future. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Will you do me a favor? I need your help building our audience so we can help more women succeed. Please visit iTunes and subscribe to Women's Leadership Success Podcast. Also, I really appreciate you giving me a great review in iTunes and sharing my show with your friends and associates. And thanks for listening. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brom, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrahm.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.